Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Let's get into it. Hey, guys, this is a growth segment with Zach. Before we jump into it, I wanted to remind you that we have our free resource on pricing, a free PDF and a free video lesson around this topic. Go to www.lawncareleaders.com forward slash pricing. BD, what is up? Zachary Dean. You sprode <laughs> up, bud? I'm sprode up, spiced up, stand up. Uh, uh, how how's you and the Kelly family this morning? Man, we're doing good. How's brother it's, Kelly? Uh, I'm actually <laughs> brother Kelly's good, man. Brother Kelly, the, brother Kelly, speaking wisdom into my life. Just sitting <sighs> on the old porch, taking in that 85 degree sun, looking at the banana tree. Start the day. So man, there's real. You're man. looking at. Does it have bananas on it? Um, not right now, but it, it truly is. He has two banana trees in his backyard. I'm just taking man. it in, man. A little so you literally, in the you, Midwest. Could, you could have been sipping a spro from a banana, banana hammock. <laughs> I could have been, I could have been laying back in my little Speedo. <laughs> a banana hammock. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. No, it's, it's good. How, how are things with you, man? What's oh, good. I'm in, in a, I'm in a much better, uh, much better state to rip a podcast. So that's good. You see, yeah. Dude, you seemed busy yesterday. You were like, I'm sorry. I was trying to have you squeeze it in. Uh, I was I was wanting to squeeze it in, and it would have been perfect. It's just, so I had my, my schedule wiped for like four hours, and then I had a gap, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go, because Tiago's uncle passed away, and oh, okay. he's been struggling being away from his family, and I'm like, you know what? I got I got like three or four hours here. I'm going to go do some do some riding with with tiago he had uh to do some basic tasks because we're behind and mm-hmm. i thought Round two you're behind or what well Round one yeah because remember we had with those three guys and one guy we had to let go yeah, one guy's allergic to chemicals one guy one, let go <laughs> one guy's allergic and then one guy uh spent two weeks because he and we knew this we knew we'd had to uh, but it was navy reserve and so he got deployed for two weeks and then just got back Yep. So, oh man, I forgot about him too. So you were like super understaffed. Is kind of what happened. Yeah, we're just we're I, and not not really, but because we're onboarding yeah. so many clients, yes, it's like there's sixty to one hundred and fifteen basic tasks every day, which are like new right. new activities, either service calls or new accounts. And so it's kind of like the guys are like running uphill on a treadmill right now. But any, anyways, I. Anyways, I, I, no, I had, this is good. I this had, is real, like uh, other stuff. It's real, man. It's I had good. I had plenty of time. It. I just thought Brooke's appointment was at like three thirty or four, and mm-hmm. it was one forty five. And I was in the truck with Tiago, or no, sorry, one fifteen. And Brooke texted me and was like, "Hey, just making sure you're you're gonna have me into the appointment by two thirty. And I looked down at my watch and I'm like, "Oh snap!" I, <laughs> I was all the way in in North Olathe, so I had to. Oh yeah, haul it back. Yeah, and so I was, I was like, well, I guess I could rip this on in the truck on the way back with Zach. So, <laughs> no, I've been there, man. I've I've ripped it like that, but I didn't want to make you stress out. So hopefully this works for you. No, this is, I mean, and it's really important. I mean, it seems like, yeah, it seems like everybody's really gobbling this up and and really needing this info. So, yeah, people are tuned in. Did everything go okay with Brookie? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, we got. Good. um 159 heartbeat 
And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> strong, man. It's real, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm good. I'm super excited. And for her, um, the first appointment, like after that one goes well, obviously, like your chances of something going wrong go down. But then after the second one, I think it goes down to like two to five percent. So for her, like this okay. is this was a big milestone. So. Yeah, it is. I remember that too. Yeah, it's just like obviously stuff can happen, but the chances are so slim. So now. slim, so. yeah. Because she's <laughs> like, like you're right. over the hurdle. <laughs> yeah, we're over the hurdle. Like yeah. she's almost like getting into second trimester. So she, it was just like you could just see when when she walked out of the doctor's office, it was just like a huge weight off of her shoulders. So that's that. That was so good. good. Well, me and Aaron, honestly, we've been praying for you guys. I'm so excited to hear that. I, when I, when I heard about your appointment, I was thinking about you all day because. I know it, like, especially for her, you can be on edge waiting to hear about it. And so yeah. I'm glad there was good news. That's well, we, awesome. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys praying. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am joined today on another growth segment. We're going to be talking more pricing. We're going to end cap this week. I'm joined with the People CFO. He's out there in the sunshine state of Florida. How you doing, bro? I am doing well, Britt. I'm out here, yeah, soaking up some of this uh, hot Florida sun at some good family friends of ours' house, so enjoying life down here in the Sunshine State. Very different, but a great place to be. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, when you have, this is what people need to realize, if you don't have kids, whenever you have your first one, you make what's called (laughs) a baby world tour, and so... (laughs) <laughs> every every stop and and often you would think people are going to come to you because you have the baby but no you're bringing that baby to their home and, yep. and and that's the world tour so that's what that's what zach and aaron are doing and hopefully hopefully hux is doing okay yeah trying to get those free flights in while he can sit on the lap mm. get him acclimated to traveling so that's exactly what we're doing so it's not these things aren't as much of a vacation as they used to be, but they're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. It's not. It's not sleeping you know in. There's there's no eight no. hours, and you get up fresh. You want to go on a jog, drink your espresso when yeah. you're done. <laughs> it's not like that. You're not just sitting on the beach all day doing what you want. It's like, what's the baby schedule, and let's follow it and sit in Florida around that. But <laughs> sit it's in a good, Florida it's around. It's been a good adjustment. <laughs> oh man. Oh. All right, Zach. Well. I want to uh, I want to respect your time today because you are with you are with family you are with your friends and got to get back to that baby Huxley so let's just <laughs> let's dive right into uh, hey and this is this is funny guys remember last week Zach was on the diving board in his speedo dove off into the deep end <laughs> yet again we could have I mean we have a plethora of metaphors to choose from here but I'm gonna go with his cheeks is in the sand. He's got his yep. baby on his yep. left, his mama's on his right, and he's he's a little tipsy, like he's had a margarita or two. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like I like you setting the stage. It's not quite reality once you have a baby, but I like it. But I'll hold with the metaphor. You know what? <laughs> These guys, they're they're on the mower, they're grinding. They want to at least have that picture, Zach. They they okay, they need like that, that right now. They need that right now. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Appreciate it. You can poke fun back at me too, man. All right, well let's dive. Let, let's dive into pricing, Zach. Uh, we've we've gone over the four levers of pricing, right? Like set your margins, mm-hmm. know your margin goal, start with the end in mind, know your costs, and we've talked about different varying costs associated with that. Know your comparables in the marketplace, your competitors' pricing, 
And number four, just this idea of supply and demand. And I think what we would like to sit with today on the growth segment, Zach, is you diving into indirect labor cost and overhead cost. And you, you've done a good job of like categorizing these buckets for us. So if you want to like recategorize the buckets, but then sit with indirect labor cost and overhead, I think that would be great. Sure. Thanks, Britt. Yeah. Um, as a part of your really finding your cost per man outer and your, your quote rate, um, the two big pieces of that that can easily be overlooked, like you said, are your indirect cost and your overhead cost. And just to give you guys a quick summary, when we say indirect cost, we're basically talking about anything, any of your expenses that aren't direct materials and direct labor. You know, so these are your guys that are like managers, supervisors, wages. Um, we're talking about gas, repairs and maintenance costs. Um, these kinds of things that your business has to pay in your in your indirect bucket in order to service your clients, but it's not a direct cost, right? Because when you guys are looking at pricing, like we've talked about this week and Britt has been hammering on for a long time, you know, direct materials, that one everybody should be able to build into their pricing pretty quickly and know how much it costs, right? So you kind of separate that out. And we all kind of know what it costs to pay a guy to do a job. Like if we're paying him $20 an hour, you know, we can quickly back into our direct labor costs for that lawn or that job they're working on. The other piece we have to make sure to capture within our quoting and within our pricing is the indirect, like I just said, manager's salaries, gas, repairs, and maintenance, and then the overhead costs. And these are, you know, the interest, the mortgage you have, the advertising and marketing costs. If you have an office admin, these are all costs that have to be absorbed and covered by your production hour pricing. So, Britt, does that kind of make sense, what, what I'm trying to get at here with what these buckets are and actually why they matter in your pricing scheme? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think uh, maybe to simplify it down for, for me, like your direct costs are when I show up to do the job, like what materials does it take for me to make a buck, right? That's, that's in essence what yep. you're saying. And the indirect is like, okay, but there's other things – that it that it takes for me to perform the service, right? That's where your your gas comes in, the the equipment, and then the equipment breaks down. the The repairs and maintenance starts to be factored in there. Am I am I tracking correctly yes. on that? So, what does it take that me to make a buck when I'm on the property? And then that is exactly right. And then the tools because resources are are under indirect, correct? That is correct. Okay. Basically, indirect and overhead is everything else besides those direct materials and the guys you're paying to do the work. I think that those are a lot easier to grasp when you're mm -hmm. pricing a service. Um, you know, you know, we'll just use super easy numbers, but if you're um, if you're spraying a lawn, you're doing a fur job, and it costs you ten bucks a material, and it takes one man hour at fifteen dollars a man hour. Um, you know, your your cost is going to be twenty five dollars to service that lawn. And so it's really easy to, if you price just based on two things, you know, it's going to be really easy. But you have to realize as a part of your business, not only do you have to cover these direct costs, but every production hour you have out there, you have to absorb in all the costs that you're going to incur over the course of the year, that indirect and overhead, into your pricing. And that's where we get into overhead and indirect, like you were saying. Um, it's the other pieces of your business that have to be absorbed into your pricing. Mm, okay. And what if, what if Zach, there's a guy out there and he's like, oh man, this is, this is a lot. I, I, I don't even know 
like, I don't have this on a spreadsheet. I don't have this on a piece of paper. I'm actually just for the first time hearing what indirect is. What, and, and let's say his direct costs are fine. What would be yeah. some tips, advice, maybe a range that he could be in when beginning to even look and put this on just a scratch piece of paper, his indirect labor costs? Because what I've seen is there are some mom and pop shops out there that have their indirect labor cost out of whack because they've got too many people mm -hmm. out of production. You know, it's a, it's a spousal business and maybe yeah. both of them are out of production. So just give, give some insights on that because I think that would be interesting. And even if you give just a general percentage, maybe these guys at the end of the day can write down a scratch piece of paper and be like, okay, that's why I'm not making any money. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's a really good simplified way to look at it. Um, so you guys out there, you know, yeah, you're a mom and pop shop or you're a three to five man shop. You haven't spent much time really diving into your numbers. That's okay. What I would encourage you to do is first, sit down and try to at least estimate the total cost of your business outside of materials and labor. And that actually should be pretty easy because you kind of know, you know, your indirect people, you kind of know what you're going to pay them for the year. You can quickly estimate your marketing. You can estimate the cost of your equipment. I mean, a lot of these costs are pretty easy for you to get a ballpark number for the year on because they're not going to fluctuate with how busy you are. You know, they're overhead. So you should be able to come up with an estimate of that for the total year. And then I would like you to estimate your total revenue for the year. And this is something we've been working on a lot with our guys. And even when we're not doing, you know, a lot of our owners, even if we aren't helping them do the accounting, um, a, a lot of the guys we're working with now, you know, if they just sit down and take some time, they can usually come up with a good idea of how much revenue they're going to generate for the year. And so if you add up, guys, all of your costs, excluding materials and direct labor, and you divide that total cost by revenue, you should be under 40%. Okay? I'm going to say it again. This is like a general percentage for the industry, but it's a good way to get your mind churning to see if your overhead and indirect costs are too high. So I want you to try to project for the full year your overhead and indirect costs. I want you to divide that by what you think your total revenue will be. And if that pool of overhead and indirect is over 40%, it may be time to look at scaling back some of that overhead. You know, maybe you put somebody else into production. Maybe you need to pay yourself less. Maybe your marketing budget's too high. Your office supplies are too high. Then you can start looking at what levers to pull to lower your overhead rate. Mm. Brit, I know that gets a little heady there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, and guys, resonating? no, yeah. And Zach's not pulling this out of his sandy cheeks, guys. Like, this is a <laughs> real number. <laughs> it was getting heady, Zach. So I, I had to I had to, I had had to, to do a little side joke. I don't know if No, that's... no, I, I like that. Yeah, this, this isn't just the, the sun getting to me here in Florida, and I'm skewing out 40% numbers. You this and I were the... just talking about that this week. Like, we were reviewing this number and being like, okay, hey, look, our indirect and overhead is good. It's under this percentage. This is this is real data, data that we've worked with yeah. other guys on, and data that that Green again stays under as well. Yeah, it's kind of like a you know for simplicity like a sixty forty rule. We kind of like our direct costs to be about sixty under sixty percent. You know that's adding like I said all of your materials and labor. We like that to be under sixty, and we like the overhead and indirect to be under forty. And then anything less is going to be your profit, you know, your profit margin. Yeah. And so that's where we, it's not a perfect metric, but it is based on real data and it can, 
it's a quick high level metric for you guys to use to see if you're overstaffed, you know, on your admin side, or if you're spending too much there and you need to put more money into direct costs. That's good. Because at the end of the day, guys, um, you, like we said, your materials and direct labor, that there's only so many levers you can pull to lower those costs. Yeah. You know, it's like your cost per man hour on those pieces. It, there's not a whole lot you can change. I mean, you can be a little bit more efficient with your materials and there are ways to do that. And you can make your guys more productive, which kind of lowers their hourly rate. But the overhead and indirect costs, you know, there's a lot of levers there you can pull so that your hourly cost of doing business, you really can lower it, which means you can quote lower, win more jobs and still make more money. Mm, that's a really good point. That is a really good point. Zach, Yeah. these are two huge buckets. What have you seen within the industry that, stands out within each of these major categories is there is there any yeah. one thing like oh your 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 marketing budget is way out of whack or hey you're getting absolutely slaughtered on interest payments through loan equipment whatever it may be maybe give us some highlights in one of the one of those two buckets or, or both if you can yeah and i'm going to connect this right back to brit the conversation you and i just had you know this week about green again specifically and how we were trying to look at which levers were hurting us, mm -hmm. right? Not that anything was hurting us, but we're always trying to improve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what we've seen, I think you would agree, talking to other owners, is the overhead and indirect cost that kind of kills guys pricing the most is, is pulling themselves or somebody else out of production too early and putting them as just a manager where they are not doing any production, yeah. right? Because yeah. all of a sudden, you have this big hourly rate or this big salary that you're having to cover his overhead and they're not generating any production for you. Yep. So I think that's the, the, the biggest downfall I see with the pricing side is just pulling people out of direct labor too early and putting them into just a management position because then they can just be dead weight for you. You have to cover that cost and they're not producing any revenue. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. And, and, and you and I were talking about that. I mean, that is going to be one of the major factors for green again this year. Like we know, hey, we're going to eat some profit margin because of our indirect labor costs, right? I mean, I've got, yep. I've got, I've yep. got right now five people out of production. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it, you and I were talking like, is this okay? Is our profit margin still going to be okay? And um, right. so just to shed some light on this, guys, I like Zach has highlighted this for me. And then we had a conversation about why. Like, is it healthy? Is it mm -hmm. good? We're trying to grow and scale. And we're also trying to reduce bottlenecks, you know, so we've got, we've got our admin who is a killer, but then we also have a part-time admin. And why are we doing that? Well, we're hedging against what if, what if she was to leave or what if she got sick or what if she had to leave for whatever a month because of we're hedging against that. And if we want to start another location, now we already have an admin that is in place, ready to rock and roll. We've also got a general manager in training. And so he will be pulled out of production. He'll still do some part-time, but he's not going to be producing, mm -hmm. you know, over 180, 200 in revenue like some of our other guys are. And so he's being pulled out. Of, and so all of this, it's good for growth, but it also mm -hmm. ups your indirect labor. And so it's bad for profit margin. Right, Zach? Mm, that is so good. I like what you're touching on here, Britt. Um, because you're talking guys through, like, you're thinking truly like an owner at this point, right? It's like this big chessboard, and yeah. you're moving the pieces around. Because you're saying, you know, and this is really what happened, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit and have a little bit higher overhead and indirect percent 
in order to grow in the future, yes. right? Like you're over leveraging that position right now. And yeah, on paper, it looks, it might not look how you want it, but you're saying a year from now, you're going to be able to leverage this and make even more for your business. Exactly. That's really what you did. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you should lean into this piece too. Um, as an owner of green again, you didn't just jump into putting guys into management positions no. early on in the business no. for the first, you know, whatever, five to seven years, basically everybody you hired was doing full-time production with you. You yes. waited until your business had enough margin that you could even think about pulling guys into indirect and overhead buckets. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. You, and that, that's yeah, been one of the to keys to our, our success is we did keep indirect labor costs very, very low. I mean, shoot, yeah. when the when the crap hit the fan last year, I, sh I shouldn't have done this, so it's not the greatest move because I think our indirect labor was still pretty low. But I jumped back mm -hmm. into a tree and shrub route for four months last year. And so yes. this year is yeah. my actual first full-time year in 10 years of not being in mm. production in some capacity. And so it uh, is. Hold on, guys. I Hang on. <laughs> I want you guys to... To lean in on that, that's really good for people to know. That's like a real-life situation. Yeah. Ten years in, you this is your tenth year, and this is the first year where you fully stepped out of doing some of the day-to-day -day production. Yes. And for seven years, like every person in our company did some form of production, and then we hired an yeah. admin. And yeah. she was still our best salesperson. And so she's still bringing mm. in increased capacity while everyone else is doing production and then, yes, 10 mm -hmm. years, everybody except the admin was doing production. And then I now in our 10th year, I phased out of production completely. But that indirect what labor that? cost was so low. And on top of that, everybody else was overlapping not only production, but marketing, act marketing activity. Mm -hmm. And what that allowed you to do was you, you ran very – I don't even want to say lean. You were just very efficient for those first seven to 10 years of, like you said, where everybody's doing some production. And what that allowed you to do was it allowed you to keep your hourly costs pretty low as yep. a business. Yep. So you could quote a good market rate, be competitive, and you could still make money to grow. And now that you have this really good base of clients, you're okay pumping some money back into overhead and sacrificing a little bit of the margin because you have such a high volume of clients. Yes. You know, it, it all builds on itself. And, it, and it's phases, sorry to cut you off, but it's phases too. Oh, like for 10 years, we've been in extreme growth phase, scale, scale, scale. Well, now we've got mm -hmm. so much that we're like, okay, we, we don't want to screw this up. We, we also need to create some sustainability. Like growth for us next year is going to look like sustainability at our current location. And so what does that look mm -hmm. like? Well, that looks like me eating some profit and throwing more people into the indirect labor bucket because I would yep. rather make – 20 to 25% profit margins as opposed to 30%, but have some sustainability by assuring myself if somebody leaves, somebody else is in their place. Or if somebody gets promoted, somebody else is in their place. Or if my admin gets sick, another one is in their place. Or if we start another location, we've already got two admins ready to rock and roll. And so it's, it's layers of leadership after we've developed capacity. And once we've reached capacity, now I'm eating profit margin so that I can, and, and we preach this all the time when we talked about hiring and growing your team. It's easy to talk about hire another guy, hire a key leader, train them. But all of that stuff takes what? It takes time and it takes money. And where are you going to put them? You're putting them in this indirect labor bucket when they're not in production is what we're saying. Mm-hmm.
That's exactly right. That that's that's very well said. And I like how you took us kind of through the mindset once you're at this point in business that you kick because like we started out saying, the biggest issue we see with owners and lawn care companies is jumping too early and increasing that overhead and indirect too fast. Yes. And so the back end of that is if you do it right and you you know you slowly build in these overhead positions, then there's a lot of different levers you can pull. You can be thinking of long term building your team because you have the margin there to do it. Yep. So hopefully hopefully I think that piece of the conversation should resonate pretty well with you guys on what we mean and why it's important to kind of look at those indirect and overhead costs as a percent of your revenue in your company and how you can tweak them to grow and build a better business. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, it's gonna, I know it's going to help some guys, Zach. So I, I appreciate you sharing the insights on this. And if, if nothing mm-hmm. else, they hate, they know what percentage they need to be under. They know what indirect yep. and overhead is. And they know the importance of pricing their services. Because, guys, we, mm-hmm. this is pricing your service. This theme for this is how to price your services. So what we're saying is don't look over all these other pieces that factor in to that first yep. point of contact where you give the client a price because if you give them the wrong price, all of these other things will like, it'll set a, uh, a chain in motion and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to fix something. So where do I start? So Zach, I, I appreciate you sharing, man. This has been, this has been gold this week. Yeah. I, I appreciate you letting me uh, chat about it, Britt. Hopefully we stayed out of the numbers. You know, we didn't get people too heady and too boring with the numbers. I think you did a good job of connecting it to the timeline of your business and how it kind of fit in and was so important. Um, and, and the pricing your services topic you're nailing on this week, I, I'm glad you're doing it. It's an awesome topic um, because there's so much room for improvement. There's so much room for analysis. And at the end of the day, like it, it's your guys' money as an owner. You know, oh, yeah. pricing is the way is the way you make your money and win work. It is so important. You can be the most efficient business in the world. Like you're the best at spraying lawns or the best at mowing. But if you're underpricing and your overhead and indirect too high, you'll literally never make money. Yeah. You know, it, it's such an important piece of you as a business owner that you have to uh, to focus on. Yep. So, yep. That is, thanks, yeah. I appreciate you. When I when I throw out these numbers, you do a very good job of bringing it back to like day to day what it looks like for these guys out there. Um, so, so hopefully you guys can take kind of that 60-40 rule, 60-40% rule and apply it to your business and at least get the conversation going of, Am I over? Um, am I overstaffed? Am I understaffed? Where can I tweak something? No, it was great, Zach. And 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 guys out there, business owners are craving this information. So so thank you for sharing. And this is stuff, guys, that Zach works on every single day. And so he he knows his stuff, and 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 he's able to share numbers like this with you. So I I know that. Uh, Zach, I know they're I know they're getting value out of it, my friend. I don't want to keep you I don't want to keep you any longer from your family. I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll I'll catch up with you when you get back. All good, yeah. Get these cheeks uh, back in the sand, <laughs> you know, sipping my proverbial margarita as you picture it, even though it's more Espresso. like a crying baby on the beach, crying even baby in a spro, yeah. Even though I'm just trying to plug down water to stay hydrated for my son, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's been a good time. So, <laughs> good deal, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, we'll see you, boss. Take care. Yo, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys, and we would really appreciate you leaving a review. It would mean a lot to us. Take care, and God bless.